0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to another episode of Thursday Thoughts. I hope this podcast finds you well. It's great to be back. I am sorry for the delay in getting back and recording after the holiday break, but I'm 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 gonna get back to it con- starting this week consistently, and we're gonna finish out season three of Thursday Thoughts. And so I'm I'm, I'm grateful for your patience and your willingness to wait on me to get back on track. I guess we've had a lot of stuff going on with, obviously, the holiday stuff, a lot of church things going on, and plus, obviously, Estella being pregnant adds a whole lot to the mix, too. But I want to thank you guys for for tuning in, and I appreciate your your patience, and let's get started. So we've been talking about, during this season, it's been a little bit, but we've been talking about culture, right, how, where, you know, our mission as Christians, should we choose to accept it, is to be lights in this world, to be examples, right? We talked about where do we fit in this culture, um, kind of how, how do we deal with culture, we've talked about some things like that, we've talked about the culture in our homes, Schools a little bit, church, uh, culture in our churches, and just our personal Christian culture, right? Your personal culture, right? We've talked about a few of these different things, and so uh, today, today's podcast will be a shorter one, um, but I just want it to be kind of a transition point in our season and kind of talk about the direction we're going to go. And so we've kind of been topical in our conversations talking about, you know, culture in specific areas, we're still going to be talking about culture, but I want us today to talk about how we as Christians change our culture. And I say change is in, you know, like the world won't change. The, the world and its desires are always going to be sinful. But as Christians, as people of God, as people who go to church and people who value faith, you know, what, what can we do to change our Local communities. What can we do? What can we do to change our local culture? Um, we're going to talk a little bit about that today, and I'm going to kind of leave, leave us on today's podcast. will end on kind of telling us what direction we're going to go, and I think the best way what we can look at to learn how to be a difference in the world. Because the reality is, as Christians, you know, especially this day and age. At least according to the mass media, it would seem that we're still, that we're like a minority, that Christians, there aren't a whole lot of Christians left and stuff like that. We know that's not necessarily true, but that agendas have a way to, you know, make things seem one way when they're really not. You know, if you just watch the news and listen to the media, you'd think there's nothing good that ever happens in the world. But we know that's not true. A lot of good does happen. But anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm going on how do we as Christians, you know, we may not be able to just change the world and, like, change how the world operates and stuff like that and change how people view things, but we can stand out and be a difference and be an example, and we can change maybe our communities, maybe your local hometown church, maybe your friend group, maybe your workplace, maybe, you know, whatever it is that you want to change. You know, you think about the culture in a certain place. You know, I think that's really what we have to do, you know, if we, we can't be too big in our vision as Christians, like, yes, we want to change the world, but you can't change the world if you don't change the culture around you first. You can't change the culture of the world if you don't change how you look at Scripture. You can't change the world if you don't change how you and your family study the Bible, how you and your friends look at the Bible and live your life. You can't, you can't, Basically, you can't go and sprint a marathon before you learn to walk, right? You know, you it takes steps. And so we're not going to be able to change the world if we can't change the communities around us. And so that's what we're going to kind of talk a little bit about today and transition in this season of Thursday Thoughts. And we're going to talk about how do we change our communities? How do we change the world around us? Not necessarily the whole world, but the world around us, our, our miniature worlds and our lives. How do we change that? And so... I, I can't remember if I mentioned this in earlier episodes or not. I can't remember, and I don't have all the notes in front of me. So, uh, But in Deuteronomy chapter 6, uh, when Moses has told the people the great commandments, right? He's told them the greatest commandment, and he tells them that, you know, you'll love the Lord your God, and these words that I command you today will be on your hearts, and you shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, When you lie down and when you rise, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. And Moses goes on again to just repeat all these things and say, basically, if you follow these, the Lord will bless you. If you don't, you know, God will punish you. Um, I mentioned this in particular. I just wanted to briefly mention this one again if I have talked about it, because for those of us who are parents, for those of us who have families, for those of us who at least have influence on younger minds and younger ears, it's important that we teach them in the way that they that they should go and that we teach them the words of God, the commandments of God, his holy scriptures and that we and that we talk about the Bible and like that we talk about it in all these different places we go when we're walking around the way, when we're lying down at night, when we raise up in the morning, you know, we bind them as a sign on our hand, where you always see it, and you always think about it, it shall be as frontlets between your eyes, it's like it's always there, that's the idea that Moses Moses is teaching the Israelites here, is that you need to know this command, it needs the, the greatest commandment, you know, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and strength, and all that stuff, that needs to be on your heart always, and that's what Moses is talking about, right? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might, and these words I command to you shall be on your heart. And if that word is on your heart, you'll talk about it everywhere you go. You'll be an example everywhere you go. You'll teach people about that commandment everywhere you go. And more importantly than teach them, you'll show them what it looks like. And that is what I want us. to... That is what I believe is the most efficient and effective way to change the world around you. Because... Anybody can say something. Anybody can state that they believe this or that they think this. But saying you believe or do think something versus doing said thing are two completely different things. Excuse me. I've been telling Laser that, you know, people can say they love you all day long. People can tell you they love you, but... If they don't show it with their actions, then it's not real love. Because people who really love you will show you by the actions that they take. Uh, I and the example I usually give to him is that I'll be like, you know, if I just told you I loved you but didn't feed you, take care of you, be nice to you, uh, so on and so forth, would it, would I would it really would my words really mean anything? Would I would does, do I actually love you if I don't do that? And he's like, well, no. And I'm like, you're right. I said I tell you I love you, and then I show you because I. I feed you, I'm nice to you, I give you candy and toys and things like that. And I, you know, we do fun things together. And so that's how you show people love is you don't just tell them you love them. It's important to tell people you love them, but you need to do things for them too. And so that illustration is the same as what I'm talking about here is, you know, we can say we're Christians all day long. And a lot of people may know you're a Christian and they may know you go to church. But they also may know that your lifestyle doesn't reflect a Christian. They may also know that you don't really act like a Christian. You don't talk like a Christian. You talk kind of like I do. You use bad language. You do all this stuff. And so that's why I'm saying it's important to do more than just talk the talk, but we have to walk the walk. We have to do it. We need to be examples. We need to have the Word of God and His commandments on our hearts. 1 Timothy 4.12 in particular is a verse that I really like. Right, Paul is writing to Timothy and kind of teaching him, you know, how to lead and the things what to do and stuff like that. And so I really like First Timothy four twelve, where Paul tells him, Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. And you know, In particular, Paul's talking to Timothy, and he's basically saying, you know, don't let people despise you just because you're young, you know, but be an example. And so, Timothy probably wasn't like a child. He was probably like an adult, maybe in his like 30s, 40s, or something like that. But he was a young man compared to like older people back then. And so, basically, Paul was telling him, you know, just be an example. I think the biggest thing from that to take away is be an example. Set an example for people. In the way you talk with your speech, the way you conduct yourself, how do you act? Set an example in love, love people. Set an example in faith, show people how much you trust God and in your faith. Give yourself to God, submit yourself to God, and in purity, being pure in spirit, being pure in your relationships, being pure spiritually. We need to be an example in all these different ways, right? Uh, devote, and then in verse 13, you know, Paul says, you know, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture and to exhortation and to teaching, right? So devote yourself to reading Scripture, you know, publicly reading Scripture. Be an example. Show people that you read your Bible. Show people that you worship God. And that will probably start changing your immediate community around you. Just being an example and just showing people the way that they ought to go. And so, That is what, that is the direction that we're going to turn in Thursday thoughts for the rest of this season. You know, we've talked a little bit more topically about culture and, you know, kind of like at least what I see in these different areas, like in our homes and our churches and stuff, and how I think that we're starting to maybe allow the world to creep into our homes and into our churches whenever we need to be a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden and let our light shine and our light will shine through the darkness of this world. And that's the idea. We're supposed to stand out. We're supposed to be different. That's what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5 in the Sermon on the Mount. Speaking of the Sermon on the Mount, that's where we're going to transition to during this the rest of this season of Thursday Thoughts. So we're going to look at the, in particular, I want us to take time to look at each of the Beatitudes. The Beatitudes are um, an amazing way to start the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus uses the beatitudes and he shows the christians or the christians he shows the people listening when he spe- when he's speaking at the sermon on the mount he he uses these super countercultural teachings like that were so different from their day and age you know about they were basically almost backwards like upside down this upside down way of thinking that's what jesus brought to these people really the whole sermon on the mount was just this shock to the current culture and the shock to the current trends and showing people that it's not really the way God wants you to live. God wants this. And so as Christians, if we're going to learn how to be an example and how to stand out and how to look different and how to change the world around us, we need to look at and examine the Sermon on the Mount. So we're going to start in particular with the Beatitudes, and we'll work through some some other uh, teachings from the Sermon on the Mount. But I just think learning about that, and then applying the lessons from the Sermon on the Mount to our lives is probably the best way to change our culture. Because you can preach the gospel to people all day long, but people need to see it in action too. And I think that's the biggest thing about evangelism that the church is missing these days. It's not that people understand the gospel message, they understand that Jesus came here to live and die for us, and that he's the son of God, like, and that's the good news. I think people understand that. But people don't see it in action enough. People outside of the body of Christ. And so we as Christians need to do a better job of remembering that we need to be an example. We need to have the word of God on our hearts. And as people with influence on our younger kids, the way you begin by influencing your community and changing the culture, influence these kids. Teach these kids the truth. And then they'll grow up and they won't depart from it. And they'll be strong and rooted in their faith and then they'll do it with their kids and so on and so forth. You establish a line of believing Christians. And then what we read from 1 Timothy 4.12 and verse 13, you know, be devoted to Scripture, exhort people, and be an example in how you talk, how you conduct yourself, in your love, in your faith, and in your purity. Be an example in all these different things because that's what people will see. Not only will you set an example for people in the community, and people around you. You'll set an example for the church. You'll set an example for maybe Christians who need someone to look up to. You can be that person that people look up to. And so how do we change this world? How do we change the culture of this world and get people back to loving God? Well, I think you start small. Start in your home. Start in your friend group. Start in your workplace. Start at your church. Start in your local communities, in your local towns, wherever you are. That's the idea. If, if we can change one small community at a time, one home at a time, and put God back in the home instead of all this sinful stuff that the world's trying to put in our homes and teach our kids and we teach them truth, I think we'll start seeing the world change a little bit. Because I know there's still a lot of good out there versus the bad. I know there's a lot of Christians out there. The question is, are we going to continue to be in the shadows or are we going to get back up on the hill and be that city that's set on a hill that cannot be hidden and stand out and change the world and shine our lights into the darkness? What are we going to do? So I hope you join us next week as we begin our look into the Sermon on the Mount at the Beatitudes and we'll look at Jesus's countercultural teachings and what they mean for our lives. Thank you guys. God bless.